0: I just love that last song that we, that we sang just express our love to him and realize his love for us. And uh, Jeff, if you want to come up to the front for us, great, I trust that this morning you are ready for and pre- prepared. And that you came expecting for God to chisel away um, and to do what He needs to do. And so yeah, Jeff, it's a real great privilege for us to have you here this morning with us, and uh, yeah, before, we, before he gets going, let's just uh, yeah, if I, mind if I pray for you. No, no, so Father Lord, I just lift up Jeff to you this morning, Lord. Father, I pray that whatever you've laid in his heart, Lord, that you will come and do what you need to do, Father Lord, give him the wisdom, Holy Spirit lead and guide him this morning. As the power of your word come and work through him this morning. And Father, I pray that we will receive that word this morning. And that you will come and do what you need to do. In your precious name we pray that. Amen. Amen. This one, that one. You could go for that one. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: So complicated. <laughs> morning everybody. Happy Sunday. Um, listen, whether you like it or not, I'm part of the family. You can't choose your family. They get given to you. You can choose if you want to, but I'm, I'm, I'm with you. So, and I speak a long time, so please, no nodding off, no yawning, and you keep your mouth closed when you yawn, and then your cheeks puff out, and your eyes water because you don't want to open your mouth. Every yawn is a silent scream. And I can, I can see from the front when you go, and it happens. I'm from the Weinberg congregation. I'm with um, Ross Lohana. I don't lead the congregation, Ross leads. And I'm one of the elders there. I um, have been in the ministry since 1987. I planted a church in Musenberg called the Bay Community Church with my late wife in 1993. In 2013, I handed it over. We planted another church in Durbanville. I helped a couple of guys plant churches in Lavender Hill. Nice, eh? Lavender Hill. Over This is another story there. I'm serious. One night I was there. On a Thursday night in Auntie Julie's leaned to next to her flat, and uh, the pastor who we were working with said, said to me, Pastor, can you not be Except for who comes any gangsters? And I didn't know that on Julie's little flat, there was a piece of land which was neutral land. And the gangsters would gather at Auntie Julie's corner, and they would gather on the other corner, and they'd shoot each other from there. It's a rough place. But God is good. The church is growing and it's happening. It's not a Josh Gen or 412 church. I wasn't part of 412 or Joshua Generation. And then three years ago, a couple of weeks' time, 1st of December, I started with Joshua Generation. In that year, we had a gathering. And Andrew said to me, please will you come to the gathering? I wasn't part of anything. And somebody gave a prophetic word at the gathering. And they said this, God is teaching somebody some new dance steps. And I've got two left feet when we dance. And that was me. I've had to learn to dance to the tune that God is playing for Joshua Generation Church. We're a charismatic church. Is that amen? We're, We're a charismatic church. We believe in the work of the Holy Spirit. We believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We want to see the gifts function. We believe in healing. We believe in getting rid of devils out of people's lives. We believe in those things. And there's the challenge as a charismatic church the first person to be neglected in churches is always the third person. And that's the life of the Spirit. Because you see, we've got the Word of God and we read it and we get lots of information and we know a lot of things, but the Spirit of God brings this information and He makes it revelation. And if it's not revelation, all it does is make you constipated. (laughs) And we need revelation so that the Spirit of God brings the life that god wants for his church amen we're a charismatic church we must never neglect the work and the ways of the holy spirit and oftentimes the spirit bypasses this thing called the mind because he's god and we try and work god out have you ever tried to do that you you lose you lose, I lose. You cannot work God out. Because he does things that are beyond us. He does things that we don't understand. But if we know him, we can trust him, even if we don't understand him. Amen? So I've got to note, I'm going to stop a little bit. I've got to note, I want to pray for Roland and Patty. I want to pray that God gives them such a magnificent break. Because leading churches is hard work. Say amen. And you know who gives the pastor the hard work. So we want to pray. <laughs> we want to pray. <laughs> and then I want to pray this because for Andrew and MZ and for Jacques. Because on the twenty second there's a big operation taking place. And we want to see that happen. And we want to see her get a new kidney. And her life changed, Andrew's life changed, and if that changes, our lives changed, all for the glory of God. So can you join me as I pray? So Lord, we lift up Roland and Paddy to you first. We thank you for them. Thank you for the life that they've lived out, Lord, serving you, honoring you, blessing you. And we ask you as they take time out that, Lord, you will minister to them deep in their hearts, that you will refresh them that you will encourage them, that you will build them up, that you will make them strong in the power of your might as they read your word, as they seek your face, and they enjoy each other. Lord, build them up, I pray, in their most holy faith so that when they come back, Lord, they will be new, refreshed, and ready for the next chapter of what you've got for them. And we pray for Andrew and for MZ and for Jacques. I pray, Lord, you will protect them from any infections over these next days. And I pray, we ask you, we unite our hearts, we pray. Please, Lord, let this operation be an incredible success. We really do pray that MC will receive her body, will receive this kidney from Jacques. We pray for Jacques, Lord, as he gives away one of his kidneys. We pray that you will, you'll keep him in good health as well. And we pray at the end of this, we will glorify your name because of what you have done in them and what you yet to do through them and we ask it in Jesus name and everybody agreed and said amen amen so we've got it right we charismatics what is revelation what is revelation I can read the book and I get information I can read the book who knows what John eleven thirty five 35 says It's the shortest verse in the Bible. When I was at school, I knew it. Jesus wept, but I don't know why he wept. It's information. Jesus wept. I could recite Psalm 23 and Psalm 121, but I didn't know what it meant. So information is good, but it's not helpful. I get revelation of the information that God gives me. Revelation I get only can come by the Spirit, because this book is spiritually discerned. Say amen, help me please. (laughs) This book is spiritually discerned. I can read it, and I get information, and I can recite it, and I can quote it, but unless the Spirit takes that word and makes it revelation, it's just info. And the world is full of information. Revelation is a secret God has made known through supernatural means. So you got revelation on the day that you were saved. You suddenly knew stuff you didn't know, but you also didn't know how what happened to you had happened. I got saved in 1974. And on the night of the 24th of October 1974, God came into my life. And I didn't know what had happened. I knew that something had changed. So I began to read the book. And as I read the book, I understood what it meant when it said, You must be born again. I began to understand. I'd read it. It was information for me. I thought it was a, I didn't know it was in the Bible. I thought it was some American slang thing. He must be born again. You know, you watch sport and the guy has a bad run perhaps as a rugby player or a golfer or a cricketer and, and then, then he suddenly gets good again. They say, it's like he's been born again. You, you've heard that. This is a, that's our word. That's our word. Born again means I was that, now I've become this. I'm born again. I'm awakened Spiritually. And the, the, the life of the spirit is the one thing I was just look at the time because I, I really get excited and then I leave, lose my ten past. I started at five past. Quarter two, if I'm done, I'll finish. If I'm not done, we'll stop for a break, we'll pray and we'll go on. All right, I'm joking, I'm joking. So, so, so it happens to us. We get information. This is what happens. The devil robs Christians not all at once, little bits. In the Psalm of Solomon, I was in the army when I had to do national service. Some of you might remember that. And when you go to the army, all the most disgusting things come out. Guys bring really horrible books. And so I just got saved, and I was lying in a little tent somewhere up here near Lutzville, and the guys were quoting stuff out of books. So I Turned to the Song of Solomon. And I lay on my side so they couldn't see. And I said, Guys, listen to this. And I read from the Song of Solomon. They said, Jeez, what is that? And they jumped on my bed. I said, It's the Bible. <laughs> oh, because you see, our understanding of the Bible is that it's old fashioned and out of date. So I need revelation. They got revelation that night. The Bible speaks about things like that, but the devil robs us. Let me tell you a story. Do you know, do you know the old days they had what they called stage coaches. Now in the in the cowboys and crooks and in the Indians say yes man, please. Ek ek sokkel is ouy en jy het jyle breakfast geëet vanoggend. Wat se pap het jyle geëet? Wat hulle op die pap gegooi? 'n bietjie suiker, dit gee 'n bietjie lewe your. OK. goed? And they've got two guys that ride on the stagecoach. One guy rides the horses, and there's a guy who's with a gun, and his title is, "He rides shotgun." He's going to protect what the stagecoach is carrying, and in the movies they usually carried gold. So they were going to go from town A to town B. Off they went. And the guy riding the horses said to the guy with a gun, he said, stand up and see if you can see anything. Are the Indians going to, are the Indians around? And he stood up and he looked. He said, yeah, I can, there's dust. I can see dust. He said, can you see anybody? He said, no, it's just dust. They're far away. So they whipped the horses, made them run faster. Ten minutes, can you see anything? He stands up. He said, I can see them. He said, how big are they? He said, No, they're just this big. They're very far away. We have nothing. Now, I can make this story very long. But they became this big. Then they became this big. Then they became that big. And then the guy riding the horses said to the guy carrying the gun, Can you see them? He said, I can see the whites of their eyes. They're so close. And he said to him, they're climbing onto the wagon. They're climbing onto the coach. He said to him, well, shoot him. Shoot him. He said, I can't. He said, no, you must shoot him. He said, I can't. He said, why can't you shoot him? He said, because I've known him since he was this big. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, that's a funny story. But that's what sin does. This is what he saw for doing. We get familiar when it's this big. My brothers and sisters, when it's this week, kill it. Get rid of it. Because suddenly I'm seeing the whites of that thing's eyes and it's got hold of me. And I struggle to get rid of it. Amen? It's got nothing to do with my preach. That's, that's for free. One of the gifts of the Spirit that God wants to give his church is the gift of speaking or praying in tongues. Can you say amen? Okay, that was half. Okay. Tongues is a gift from God, and I'm going to show you that it's a gift that gives us power, and it's a gift that enables us. It's a privilege gift. Because God knows we're weak. And God knows that we need all the help we can get to live the Christian life. Amen. We're a charismatic church. We've got to, we've got to experience the gifts. Because gifts come, if I prophesy, it's, it's God speaking through somebody to his church. It's a word from God. The living God speaks. And then somebody say, some people say, well, the gifts are not for today. Well, we've got an apostle. His name's Andrew. And the people that say they're not gifts also say apostles are not for today. Well, I want to introduce you to this man called Andrew Selly. He's an apostolic man. Andrew sees things that you and I don't see. And I walk away from meetings sometimes saying to myself, how did he know that? It's because he's got a gift. He's got a gift. God has gifted him to be an apostolic man and a prophetic man. It's a gift. God gives gifts to his church for what? To build up the body. We are not the Lions Club or the Round Table or some organization that meet on a Sunday Sing a few songs. I wish everybody happy birthday. Happy birthday, everybody. Great. If you're having a lunch, I'm not. So if you want another gift, I'm available. Um, We're not that. We're a spiritual organization that relies on Almighty God to speak to us through the Word, by the Spirit, so we get revelation words and knowledge and understanding of how to live. Amen. You still with me? okay. Let's read um, Acts chapter 2, the famous passage. You know it? I'm going to read it. Acts chapter 2, verse 1 to 13. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly. let me just stop there. God is a suddenly God. We can be minding our own business. And suddenly on a day, poof, you get, oh, my word. Or you go to a meeting and God speaks to you. You've got to listen to that word. That suddenly, suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. It wasn't a wind. It was the sound. So it was, sorry, I'm blowing into the mic. I know you people don't like that. (laughs) That's what it sounded like. I'm doing it because I'm leaving afterwards, okay. <laughs> it, it wasn't to wind people, the hair didn't blow. It sounded like that. There was this noise. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire. It wasn't tongues of fire. It seemed to be tongues of fire. Came and sat on their heads. And if it was tongues of fire, each of them would be a little bit blessed at the end of that meeting because it would have singed them. Some people can say, that blows my hair back. Some people can't. They separated and came to rest on them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, the sound that was like wind, like the Southeaster, they heard it. This is what it says there. They came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in his own language, utterly amazed, they asked. Then just drop down to verse 12. It says this, amazed and perplexed, verse 12. Amazed, verse 12, verse 12. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Somehow however made fun of them and said, They've had too much wine. That's the birth of the church. The church was birthed with the outpouring of the Spirit. (laughs) I was born many years ago. Um, I'm not going to say when. It's a long time. But I was once a little baby like this. Like this. My mom held me. I was a little guy. And Keiko Lake, no. You can't believe that. But... All through my life, I've had to do the things that you need to do in order to grow physically. I've got scriptures on my fridge that I want to memorize. You can see I go to my fridge often. But they're there. Now, they drag me to the fridge. I don't go to the fridge, but because I put scripture there, I go to the fridge. You you understand? No, I'm joking. The church only grows by the Spirit. The Spirit's got to be so active in your life that when you read the book, he brings revelation. He, he, he makes it, he, you understand it. You think, oh my word. I'm reading a book on the attributes of God. You know what? We pray. You know when we pray and we say, thank you, Lord, for all... and then we say, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name is the key that opens heaven for us. So I don't pray in Jesus' name. No, I've got no merit of my own. I'm not qualified to go to heaven and speak to the Father. I've got nothing in me, nothing. But God in His grace has put the Spirit in me. And now I come, I say, Father, I come in the name of Jesus he unlocks the door for me. Otherwise, I'm outside. I can't get in. Do you understand how important the name of Jesus is? And we, the devil robs us. Just takes it away, little bit by little bit. And we come as if I'm the man. Now, we must never be able to come like that. The Hebrew writer says we can come with confidence. And we must come with boldness. But we must never come with arrogance. I've heard somebody pray once, Dad, Dad, you God. well, the Bible says I can call him Abba. Listen, my dear friend, if you want to call God Abba, you fall on your knees and you recognize and acknowledge that this father, this father is so different to every earthly father. He's so far removed. We can never come with an arrogance and say, Dad, listen, no. No. This name Jesus unlocks. It's the password to heaven. You know, when you go on to, I'm so useless with IT. My kids said to me, Dad, you've got to get a bit more skilled. I said, I taught you how to eat with a spoon, my boy. <laughs> and if that didn't happen, you would have been very mad and very because I word for thin. I taught you. It's, it's the password. It opens the 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 ability, the the availability of heaven. Never take it for granted. It's by the Spirit. And we just come. You can come whenever, but always remember who you are and remember who he is. Remember what it cost him. He's God Almighty. I don't come just glibly. Okay. Why am I keeping on this? I'm supposed to be speaking about tongues. Anyway, here we go. So they, they spoke in other tongues. And on that day, people understood them because they spoke in different languages. Because everybody was in Jerusalem to come for this great feast of Pentecost, and they heard all this. People were astounded. Peter, Peter's pressing problem was that he often fell asleep. Fell asleep in the garden. Fell asleep in the boat fell asleep on top of the roof at Cornelius's house you read it Acts chapter 10 and his other problem was that he had a foot that was shaped like a mouth because he kept putting it in his mouth Peter was an impetuous man here's a fact that's free when Jesus was arrested in the garden just before that in one of the Gospels I can't remember which one he asked the disciples, How many swords do we have? And they said, Two. And Peter had one. And there they came. And the Bible says Peter drew his sword and he wanted to hit that guy there. And he missed. And he cut off his ear. He wanted mal on that side and cuss on that side. And this is what Jesus said Jesus healed the man, put his ear back. Then he said to Peter, Put. That away from that moment on never is there any physical weapon that we fight with when we come to the kingdom of God from that day on because what is our fight against principalities powers municipalities and those things it's not against flesh and blood from that day on Then Peter gets spoken to by God, and he has a vision. Angel comes and tells him he must go to a Gentile house, in Acts chapter 10. And he goes to the Gentile house, and the Gentile's name is Cornelius, and the Bible says he's a God-fearing man. And he goes to Cornelius' house, and he speaks to Cornelius and the people, and it says this in chapter 10 and verse 44. Brother, you'll do well to stay with me, I promise you. I'll give you a chocolate afterwards. It says, while Peter was still speaking, telling them about what happened to them. He said, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter, those are the Jews, were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. How did they know? They heard them speaking in tongues. They have Pentecost, the Jews. Chapter Ten Gentiles. nobody is excluded from this amazing grace called the Holy Spirit who comes upon you. Peter gets into trouble they haul him before all the Jewish leaders they say, "What do you think you're doing you wally you're going to speak to Gentiles How dare you do that What do you think you are who do you think you are and he explains the story and then he says this in chapter uh, eleven and verse Yes, yes, Fluxbrook 18, it says, he explained to them, he said, when I was speaking to them, the same thing that happened to us happened to them. The Spirit of God fell on them. And suddenly there was life and there was, they were speaking in other tongues. He said, who was I to say that, you know, they can't receive this? And then it says this in verse 18, it says, when they heard this, they had no further objections and praised God, saying, so then God has granted even the Gentiles. Repentance unto life. Peter explained everything. But when he got to the place where he said the Spirit was poured out on them just like on us, oh, then it makes it fine. Today's church, if the Spirit is poured out on people, they say, Freck, I'm out of Yabru. This is not church. No, that is church. As soon as we've got it sussed in our minds, we've lost it. uh, That little guy that we knew when he was this big has become too big. And you know what it is? Familiarity. We get familiar with the things of God. It's going to be longer than 22. I'm warning you, look to the person next to you and say, I'm happy with that. Two or three are happy, well, okay. (laughs) Okay. Then in Acts chapter 19, let's just go there quickly, and I'll, I'll, I won't be long, I promise. Or long, very long. Chapter 19, verse 5 and 6. Paul goes down, he hears that there's some action down in Ephesus. So he goes down to Ephesus, my uh, understanding of the word, and he meets some guys, and he says to them, um, did you guys receive the Spirit when you believed? They said, we haven't even heard there is the Holy Spirit. Now I want to tell you something, in South Africa... We say we're a Christian nation. We are a religious nation. We are a religious nation with regard to Christianity. So, what you must do when you speak to people about their faith, you must say to them, if they say I'm a Christian, you say, Did you receive the Spirit when you believed? And when you see them, then you know they're not Christians. Of course, it's good, it's the Bible. Are you with me? Did you receive the spirit when you believed? How do you know? How do you know
2: <laughs>
1: so it says let's just read this and then i'll I'll get there I'll get there um verse five and six chapter he says um paul says Uh, on hearing this, they were baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them. They spoke in tongues and prophesied. There were about 12 men in all. So the beginnings were were so important for the church to to have this this revelation, understanding of God. Now we've got so many books and so many cemeteries. I mean, what are those things? Um, Seminaries, you know, where you go and study and 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 they teach you and they tell you and forget the life they forget the life we must have the life of God the life of God is by the spirit did Jesus do any miracles before he was baptized Jesus was 30 years old he got baptized what happened on his baptism the spirit came the spirit came even the very one who is God himself Gave us the example of understanding that I can only do this by the Spirit. So if you're not 30 yet. No, 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 I won't go. We don't know how old Timothy was. He was a young guy. But in those days, you know, they lived to be 140, so 30 was young, very young. Timothy. Wrong Timothy, that Timothy. How old were you when you received the Spirit, sir? How old were you? Fifteen years ago, so you were forty eight. <laughs> no, That's what we've got to ask people. Did you receive the spirit when you believed? Paul says to Now jump ahead. Sorry, you you with me? Romans chapter 8, it's down the list. Chapter 8, verse 9. He says, you, however, are not controlled by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit, if the Spirit of God lives in you. Now listen, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, does not belong to Christ. That is a very drastic word. So when I ask you, I'm very serious now, did you receive the Spirit when you believed on this Jesus the Christ, the anointed one. Do you know that? I didn't speak in tongues when I received the Spirit because I was in a church that was very traditional, so narrow-minded, they could look through a keyhole with both eyes. And and if you spoke, if you mentioned the Holy Spirit, people went, (gasps) one lady even said to me, if you speak in tongues, you're probably going to get divorced. I'm serious. In a church. And we loved each other. Oh, it was lovely. And all we got was information. Week after week. Week after week. It's like a savannah. It's dry, but you can drink it. (laughs) But there's no life. All the content is good. It's solid. It's the word of God. They give it. You receive it. But man, to try and digest it, as I said earlier, it's like you get constipated. Yes, I've got so much information of the word. Now I've got to have life to give it away, and I need it. I need to get revelation. Now that doesn't mean every morning I have this phenomenal revelation. Now I come to Him, who is the revealer of all the good things in His book, and He speaks to me. Like, what's his name? Justine said this morning, I saw a picture of a, a guy who was shaping himself. He was, he was making a stone statue. He was, the guy did this, and, and, and this part of him is right, and from here down, it's just stone. And, and, the, and the caption was, the most difficult people to work on is yourself. Aren't we good at if they did, if only they did, if only she didn't, if only he didn't? But we never speak about if only me. If only I could get it together, like me, especially in traffic. Man, I've got to really pray in traffic. People, mm, mm. driving for so long and people are so, mm, in traffic. (laughs) And I was speaking to a young guy in our congregation who got involved in pornography. And he saw that it was not good. And I was trying to help him see, listen, you've got a wife. You've now got a child. It's, it's, it's a disgrace on you. It's a disgrace on you that you just, your wife, and how does she feel? And people, and you're supposed to be a leader in God's church. and You, 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 know, well, I'm, you know, I'm weak. Well, of course we're weak. That's why we need God. So this is, I gave him an analogy. And when I was telling him, God was speaking to me because the analogy just popped into my head. I live down in Marina da Gama, and I often drive at Prince George Drive. Now, there's some Altopis there that bought a car in 1980. And that car is their car. And when they bought their car in 1980, there were half as many cars on the road as there are today. But now the problem is that Altopi with his little hat, and he sits there, and he's driving now at 50 in the 70K zone, first issue I get, in the right-hand lane. But God showed me, in three kilometers time, he wants to turn right. And when he bought his car, he could go into the left lane because cutting across to the right-hand lane, closer to the exit, there were not many cars. But today, they, and so he's nervous. So he gets in the right-hand lane and he says, I don't care what's on behind me. I am going to turn right, and I don't, I've got to think of him. I'm just thinking of me. And I said, your problem is you only think of you. I, 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 I'm getting upset because he's driving. No, I, I realized that little hood, and, and you see a lady with a hat? Stay well back. Sorry, ladies. I'm just, I'm just saying. they Just stay well back. But God spoke to me. I'm just interested in me. That was like revelation to me. What have I done about it? I drive in the left-hand lane now. <laughs> Solve my problem. There, you can turn right. I don't care. I Go past. Cheers. God bless you. Okay. We've got to have the Holy Spirit. Romans 8:11. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, We, you know what we've got on the inside of us? We have got God living on the inside of us. And then we're still miserable half the time. Yeah, now guys, you've got to help me, man. I subliff, say, yeah, it's true, or no, it's not true, or something. If he raised Jesus from the dead, he will quicken this mortal body. He'll put life into this mortal body. But I've got to learn to acknowledge him. Okay. I'm going to ask for permission now. I've been going for 30, 25 minutes, the first five was free. <laughs> Just, can I get 15 more minutes? And I want everybody, even the visitors, your visitors, sir. Do, do you mind, gee jy om, jy is nog saam met my, ek, me, ek is tweetalig hoor, ek skop met al twee voeten, <laughs> wie is nog besokers? Is jy right? Jy, is jy right? Mene? Is jy zeker? Want ek wil nie dat die besokers hier kom en sê, jessie die ook gaat aan, en, en die hoener is in die oont, en is nou a burnt offering, en al die goede, Excuse. You saying? You you are you're the you're the best congregant I've ever had. I wish they were like this. <laughs> okay. I, w- I, want, I want to show you that there's power in praying in tongues. And it's a privilege to pray in tongues. So let's get there. Okay. Quick 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 quick. I'm I've been messing about for too long. T- tongues is a kind of entry gift. So we read those passages. When, when, when people got saved, they got the gift of speaking in tongues. Today, we don't talk about it too much. But it's important for the church because otherwise it's like the stagecoach. That little thing that says to us, it's not so important. It becomes so big, we take it as, well, it's not that important. It's very important. It's a gift from Almighty God for me and for you. Okay. It's not, it's not the sign. It's a sign. It's not the sign. People, I had a friend who said, if you don't speak in tongues, brutes, like an elephant without a trunk. No, no, the Bible doesn't say that. It's a sign. But it's available to everybody who feels, you know what? I want this gift. And at the end of this, I want to believe that you will want the gift. All right. It's a sign. It's a supernatural evidence that you have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you. It's not just a little kickstart for me. You know those with the little old motorbikes? You kickstart yourself in the morning with a coffee and you mumble a few words in tongues and you think you've had a quiet time. No, it's a gift that enables you to understand, to grasp. The realities of heaven. It's a it's it's an entry gift, it's 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 a prayer language, pray in it. It's it's a language God gives you. What do I know what I'm saying? I haven't got a clue. And that's the problem. Because the mind says, Oh you yeah, it knows. But what you're talking here, the heart will not receive. Sorry, the mind will not receive, but the heart loves it. The heart loves it, but the mind's trying to work it out. You see, when when God touches my heart, this thing will fall in line. This thing will fall in line. It's the wine and old wineskin problem. Lots of us have been Christians for years, and we've just got into a rut. I went to a church once, and this guy said, I've been a pillar in this church for 40 years. I said, that's probably the problem, so you've not moved. No, we, we've got to keep going. You can't be where you were. I'm 73 now. I've got to keep moving. I've got to keep up with what God wants. Otherwise, I'll become a has-been. We were has-beens. Do you remember in 1974? Shut up. <laughs> I wasn't even born this is church my brother he's supposed to be nice who who was around in 1994 do you remember this thing called the the Toronto blessing Do you remember that lots of people don't even know it happened they're in our churches there was a mighty outpouring of the spirit people said does he devil and the devil saved people delivered people gave people gifts changed people's lives That's not the devil. It's not the devil. The devil's, he's stupid, but he's not that stupid. (laughs) The Bible says this in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 4. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. I'll hurry up now. I edify myself. What does that mean? It means I build myself up. I, I stir my spirit man. I come alive to the things of God. I read. I get excited. You know, I don't go to my choir. Where was I? Can you remember what you read yesterday? I'm just asking. Don't answer. Did you read yesterday? You read this morning because the springboks lost again. But (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm saying? The, the, the Holy Spirit brings life. Just bring, and there's, there's just something he speaks to you about. And you catch it. And it's revelation. And it's new for you. you know, there's nothing new under the sun. But it's new for me. And it gets new for you. And he reminds us of old truths. And it stirs us. He, we edify ourselves. The, the word means to construct, to, to be a house builder, to put a roof on it. You, you, you put it, and, and, and there's something about it. That's what he says. You speak in tongues. It edifies you. We, he says, anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but speaks to God. Indeed, no one understands him. He has his mysteries with his spirit. I utter mysteries, man. I used to have a phobia for lifts. You know lifts? I'm a place man. I come from Grahamstown. I'm a place You know a lift. I'm so scared. The thing, door closer, rack young. So I thought, well, I'll pray in tongues in the lift. Not loudly, not loudly, not loudly. I mean, can you imagine getting in the lift and it's full, and you go Parashto berenes, they push the button next floor, next floor, I'm out of here. <laughs> So just under my breath, and God cured me of that phobia. I'm serious. I get into a lift and I remember what it was like. Have you ever got in a lift when it's full and everybody stands there with? Looking at the numbers, and then you stand and look at them, you say, Morning.
2: Because
1: yeah. they all they don't know what to do. No, the spirit edifies, he builds me up, he gives me life, he helps me, it he makes me understand. All right, stick to the notes, Jeffrey. Some say we speak divine secrets. Heaven, heaven is being spoken into our beings when we speak in this new language. We have a supernatural means of communicating with God. We're uttering mysteries. The Bible, it, it edifies me. <laughs> if I go to the doctor and he prescribes something for my illness, yes, the prescription to every spiritual ill. And the doctor is the spirit. You know, when you, when you buy pills, do you, do you ever read what they can do for you or to you? You know that paper that's three yards long. It tells you, you know, this can happen, that I've never read anything on there. I buy the pull, throw the box away, take the pull. He said, No, you must read what it can do to you. So I read. Makes you sleepy. I said, well, I'm always sleepy in afternoons. It's my age. It's not the pull. You know what I'm saying? No, the Bible. The Bible gives us the. The, the reason we, 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 is, it's a prescription that helps us. You read this, it'll give you life, it'll edify you, it'll make you strong, it'll build you up. Thirdly, when we pray in tongues, it does this in Romans 8 27. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Did you know we're weak? It's just five minutes more. Do you know we're weak? Are you weak? He helps you in your weakness. We do not want, know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us. Oh my goodness me. How blessed are we? And now listen to me. It doesn't say that, it doesn't say that um, we do not know how to pray. It says we don't know what to pray for. So don't say, well, you know, I'm sitting here waiting for the Spirit to tell me how to pray. No. He'll tell you what to pray for. You've just got to pray. Now be careful this is a loaded question who finds praying simple how much is enough exactly jesus said this so i follow jesus sorry love he said the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak and what does the spirit do he's willing this thing you know when the alarm goes off in the morning in the winter and you hear the voice, sleep. Oh, Jesus, worship you. That's the devil, guys. The, the flesh, the flesh is the problem. This being. You know, my mind says to me, run. And my body says, who? Me. The flesh is the thing. So the spirit comes and he. As he helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but He comes and He helps us in our weakness. <sighs> He's not responsible for our prayer life. We've got to discipline ourselves for that. The, the Christian life's a discipline. Somebody prayed earlier about rules, laws. I think you prayed that the law. The law of God's written on my heart now. It's like, who watches rugby? Be be honest. Who watches rugby? Come on, put your hand on to see. You all watch rugby. You know when the, the referee blows when there's a scrum, and it collapses, and then he blows any penalty. Then the opposing front row who's been penalised looks like this. Not just yeah. Every time, every, that's how we are. Huh? Huh? Me? No. We, we've, got, we've, got, we've got the law written on our hearts, and the Spirit comes and reminds us of what God has written on our hearts. So when God comes to you and says, Jeffrey, you wally, you're not supposed to do that. I can't go, huh, me? No, it's written. The Spirit helps me in my weakness. He highlights the things that he knows I'm going to do. And he highlights the things I know I shouldn't do. Because the law of God's written on my heart. You understand? I'm not after the Ten Commandments, but I've still got to keep them. Because the law's written on my heart. And how do, I, how do I do it? By the Spirit. And what does tongues do for me with that? The Spirit enables me, He's my intercessor. He prays for me. He prays for you. Like Jesus prays for you and prays for me. The Spirit Himself also prays. Your watch is still going, It's all right. I'm nearly there. I'm nearly there. Sorry, I'm just looking for my handkerchief. Last thing. We pray in tongues. It's Jude verse 20. It says, Dear friends, build yourselves up in your most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. Now it took me forty minutes this morning to drive from Musenberg here. Yeah. Guess what I did in the car? Yeah, pray in tongues. Why do I still get crossed with oaks in the traffic? I don't know. It's another story. That's something that I've got to work on. See, there's opportunities. I build myself up in my holy faith. Paul says, I thank God that I speak in tongues more than all of you. He's writing to which church? The Corinthians, who were crazy. But he didn't tell the Corinthians, no, stop all this nonsense. Stop it. He said, no, I'm going to teach you how to use it in accordance with the way God wants you to use it. These are gifts, but you're abusing the gifts. So God brings this, this, this language, this prayer language to us and enables us. I'm finished now. I can see you nodding off now. What am I going to do now? I don't know. Let's pray. Lord, just help us now. Lord, I get so excited about the possibilities in you. Thank you, Lord. They are endless. The possibilities are endless. You're an endless God. you from everlasting to everlasting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jesus. Let's just keep our eyes closed. If there's somebody else this morning and you visiting and when I asked the question did you receive the spirit when you believed and in your heart you thought gee did I if that's you and you'd like clarity just help me I'd love to speak to you afterwards so would you like to just indicate if there's anybody like that just wants to make sure anybody thank you bud anyone else Okay. Then, okay, you can open your eyes. I won't embarrass people. Then, if you want to speak in tongues and you don't, I want to pray for you. But if you do speak in tongues, then I want you to pray for the people who come to the front. Amen. Because it's not, I'm not it. I'm not it. I'm just a drain pipe. Lift my hand, and then it flows through out. I'm just, I'm a nobody. God's everything. God uses while well, he's like me too, and like you, and he wants to use you this morning. So if you, if you feel, I, I, do, I want that gift, if I've stirred you a little bit to say, you know what, I'm going to, don't let this rob you of what God wants to give you. And now listen, it's not weird, okay? I've, I've been to some churches, man, it's, they're daft, man, they're crazy. That's not what I'm talking about. This is a gift from God that edifies you. It builds you up. It makes you strong. It's a weapon. It's a spiritual weapon. Remember what we said? Our fight is not against flesh and blood. When I don't know what to pray for, I pray in tongues. It's a a, a gift God's given me. Now, don't go into public and, you know, loudly shout off in tongues. That's, That's weird. You need to be locked away and helped. I'm not saying that, but in your own personal devotions in your closet where you, where you pray. Just pray and, and it just does something to you. It awakens you to the reality. If you want that, I'd like you to come to the front and we'll pray for you. And all the leaders can come and help us. It's a good thing I never lent on this. Eh? I'd have gone somewhere where I didn't want to go. Come guys. Come stand here. And be shy. You're a good man. Come. Come yella. And be calm. No, I want this. I want. I'm gonna. And if you've been a bit slack with your gift, come to. We'll get you to practice. T- t- face that way. Face that way, ma'am. Face the wall. Stand. Are you going to pray for people? Oh, good. Come stand a little bit closer. If. Who's wanting prayer? You want prayer? You you going to pray for? Why can't I pray for you? I can, eh? Yeah, I'm joking. You want pray? You? This lady, listen to me now. This is a visitor. You know what she says? Can I tell him? I've been a bit slack. And we're all sitting there as if we haven't been. God will, I'm going to prophesy to you. Because of your honesty, God's going to do something to you today. He's going to break something over your life, that's going to bring you into a new dimension with Jesus, you will, and I'm going to pray for you, how's that, because I'm, are you guys praying, okay, let's just, who, who needs prayer, we've got lots of people praying for, and you can pray with me, you, you, you need prayer, you want prayer, okay, so you, give the man some space, Who's going to pray for this man? You, you Okay. Let's just reach out a hand. Come. Let's close our eyes. Make it a holy moment. Lord, let me just say this to you guys too. You must be expectant. You can't just sit well, see what you can do. You've got to open your heart. Like every good gift, open your heart and say, Lord, I'm here. I don't, I don't fully understand, but I've been convinced this morning. All right? So, Father, we come in your name. This name that Lord Jesus is the name above every other name. And we thank you we can bow the knee and we can confess the name now. We pray, Lord, Holy Spirit, won't you come and pour out upon these people this morning for the glory of your name. Glorify Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. Now pray for them. Reach out a hand. Just pray.
2: Heart. Thank you for what you put in your heart this morning. Thank you for your openness and your honest heart. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Thank you. Just stop now a bit, stop now bit. I just feel this. God is going to put things in your hands that um, will seem um, a bit odd, different. But God wants you to know that, you know, when you pray in this book, going to do that because he wants to strengthen you. So when things come against you, it's not the devil necessarily. It's your father's I want to build you up. Because I've got plans for you. Plans for you. And i see in your is
1: it live okay right pray for them pray for them pray for them pray over them in the spirit